several years ago, one of my clients at the hospital said she appreciated working on marketing strategy with me because I explained why we were doing each tactic. She understood the reason for what we were doing and how the tactic played into the results that we were hoping to achieve. And she said I should have been a teacher. Not too long ago, a consultant friend of mine said he thought that I was more of a coach than a consultant because I took the time to explain theory and rationale to my clients. And this spring, I took the opportunity to teach a couple of healthcare career development courses at a local community college. On the day of the mock interviews, one of my students came rushing back into the room saying she was so appreciative for everything that she had learned and the real-world examples that I had been sharing to support the coursework because it made interviewing so much easier. Successful brands are rooted in purpose and driven by the potential to make a positive impact on their customers. Welcome to The Pursuit of Purpose with Amy Austin. Each week, Amy brings you practical advice to embrace the power of purpose in all aspects of your business and transform it into the central storyline for your branding and marketing strategies. The common thread here is purpose and intentionality. I want my clients and my students to understand the intention, the why, of what they are doing so they are more invested in the results. In each case, the results impacts them more than it does me. I am the guide to help them get there, and that is my why. These are the words I shared on a LinkedIn post recently. Now I can add more to this. While listening to a Dare to Lead podcast with Brene Brown, she interviewed Michael Bungay Stainer, and I'm sorry if I pronounced that his name incorrectly, but he's the author of six books, including The Coaching Habit and The Advice Trap. Both of these books are now on my reading list. But this conversation helped me to thread together a few concepts related to me being a teacher, a coach, and a consultant. At the beginning of their conversation, they talked about the power of curiosity. Stainer talked about his own agency, Box of Crayons, is focused on helping organizations move from being advice-driven to curiosity-driven. What is curiosity-driven? First, he believes curiosity is a superpower, and an emphasis on curiosity drives business success by figuring out what you really need to focus on, and it increases humanity in the organization. Curiosity brings out the best in people and allows you to see them as human beings, as they truly are. This comes down to an emphasis on culture and strategy. I agree with all of this. Curiosity allows us to know more about what drives others, what makes them tick, so to speak, and why a business was started, what they aspire to be, and how they want to make a difference in the worlds of their audience. Without curiosity, we don't ask questions. We don't push to learn more. We can't answer the question, why? Next, Stainer talked about why giving advice is risky. He offered three reasons. One, you may be offering advice on the wrong problem. Two, your advice might not be good. And three, are you considering the impact on the other person? He counters with this. When we are asked for advice, we should be helping the other person figure out what the real problem is. 
and that is empowering to them. When we offer advice, it is essentially putting ourselves in a position of authority or elevated position over the other person. If our advice is offered through the lens of empowerment, the other person increases their competence, their confidence, their self-sufficiency, and their autonomy. So how should you be offering advice? This is where coaching comes in. In his book, The Coaching Habit, he offers seven questions to ask of the person requesting the advice. As I listened to these questions, I was struck by the similarities to the work that I do helping a client define their brand. It is about being curious, empowering them to talk about the passion, their purpose, and who they are serving. So let's get to these questions. The first one he calls the kickstart question. What's on your mind? If you are struggling to define your business's brand, it is about knowing what is on your mind. When you think of brand, it is what is top of mind. It is about what you say about a business when you are telling someone else about the business. As a business owner, you need to know what that is. And you need to make sure it matches what is in your mind. Even though this is such a simple question, it leads to an interesting conversation. What are you excited about or worried about or anxious about? Or what needs to get looked at right away? What will make this conversation helpful? The second question is the awe question. And what else? A-W-E. His premise behind this question is that people rarely give their best answer to the question, what's on your mind? If you know this and ask what else, you are more likely to get at the root of the problem they are seeking advice for. This one reminds me of the five whys of customer discovery I learned in venture school. The basis of this is asking why five times in order to truly understand what the heart of the issue is and fully understand. The end goal is the same further definition, and it is rooted in curiosity. Next up is question three, the focus question. What's the real challenge here for you? Steinler says this question unlocks so much more for people. It's about solving the right problem, and it recognizes that the first challenge brought up is rarely the real challenge. And by adding for you at the end of it, it makes the challenge personal. When I ask this type of question for my clients, it is about getting to know what about not having their brand defined is challenging for them. Or it might get them talking about why their business is so important to them. Either way, we find out more about the motivations and intent behind the business. Again, when you have that personalization at the end of the question, it reminds them that they are part of the solution. They have a role to play in the bigger picture of the challenge and its solution. This is also true when creating understanding of the brand. Every person in the organization has a role to play when it comes to creating brand awareness. And every decision needs to be thought of with an eye towards what the brand aspires to be and how the results of those decisions impact the brand reputation. Another way to consider what is the real challenge here for you is to consider your audience and the challenge they have that you are uniquely qualified to solve. 
By digging into the internal problem your business solves for your client, it's about what's in it for them. And it gives a great deal of clarity as it relates to what your brand needs to be doing to relate to the audience. I like to use the example of buying a car. Two people walk into a dealership. If the salesperson tries to use the same approach to sell both people a car, it isn't going to work. Why? Because both have unique reasons for needing a car. One might have been in an accident and their car was totaled, so they need to replace it. The other needs a car because they have a teen who needs to get from home to school on a daily basis. Maybe they are buying the car for them, or maybe they are handing down their car to the teen and getting a new one for themselves. These are very different, very personal reasons for needing a car. The same message will not work for both, but the fundamental problem is the same. They both need a car. It is the personal or internal problem that is unique. From there, you move on to the foundation question. What do you want? This requires introspection, reflection, and silence. And it is powerful. When you know what you want, there is clarity. When you know what a brand wants, what it stands for, what motivates it, what it is intended to do, the clarity that comes from this knowledge allows things to open up. It becomes apparent what they want and what they don't want. What is on brand is known and what is off brand is also known. The stress of the unknown drops off. It is freeing. With this perspective of a brand in mind, the fifth question is, what do you want from me? Or how can I help? What can your brand do for those you serve? How do you help? Or as Brene Brown rephrased this question, tell me what support looks like. As a brand, this is about what does your audience want from the brand? What are their expectations? And when a business thinks about this question, it can be both obvious and difficult to answer. Your business exists to solve a problem. Brown goes on to say that an understanding of the definition of support puts power and ownership in getting clear. And oftentimes this clarity isn't understood yet. Think about it. Get in touch with the problem, the challenge, and how the brand is uniquely qualified to solve it. By asking, what do you want? You are acknowledging there is a struggle You are empathetic to it, and once I know the problem, the brand may be the best solution for the specific challenge. This also supports the central concept of story brand, that audience is the hero of the story, not your brand. How you serve is the prominent message here. The sixth question is, if you are saying yes to this, what are you saying no to? For me, this solidifies understanding, again, what is on brand and what isn't. When you say yes to something, it is on brand. And it gives you the freedom to say no to something else. The purpose of your brand is clear and no becomes a complete sentence in your vocabulary. It is also about recognizing the opportunity cost when you do say yes. For many businesses, shiny object syndrome is a real thing. They see their competition doing something and they feel compelled to do the same or something similar. When you are clear on the cost of saying yes, clear on what your brand stands for, 
and confidently saying yes to what is important to you and your brand, saying no is so much easier. Your brand will be the best version of itself. And the final question is the learning question. What was the most useful or most valuable for you here? In my mind, this is about fulfilling the brand promise you make to your clients and your customers. You have found the one thing that was most helpful and did not offer a generic solution to their challenge. If you were using this question in a coaching situation, it would be about knowing what was most impactful and beneficial to the person you've coached. I encourage you to think about your brand through the eyes of a coach. How can these questions help you achieve greater clarity on who you are and what you stand for? Let's recap the questions. One, the kickstart question. What's on your mind? Two, the awe question. And what else? Three, the focus question. What's the real challenge here for you? And remember, adding that for you at the end is important. Four, the foundation question. What do you want? Five, the lazy question. How can I help? Or what do you want from me? Six, the strategic question. If you say yes to this, what are you saying no to? Seven, the learning question. What was most useful or most valuable for you? And whether you use these questions for your brand or when helping someone who asks for help, remember to step into your curiosity and be willing to stay there a bit longer than you might otherwise. Being curious is an act of vulnerability. A big part of the work I do with clients is helping them achieve clarity. What is important to them? Why they do the work they do? What problem do they solve for their clients? Why does their brand exist? These are just a few examples. And when they find clarity in their brand, their business, and the role they play in its success, they find confidence. Confidence to do what is necessary to achieve their next goal, the growth objective, make the next sale. Hesitation and uncertainty are now a thing of the past. Clarity results in focus in the form of confidence. It's very difficult to avoid distraction when you're not extremely clear on what you'd rather be doing. That quote from Jocelyn Glee really sums up what I do. So my question to you is, what distracts you? And if you need help with that, maybe a marketing director on call session is just what you need to jumpstart some action. These hour-long sessions are laser-focused on your needs and results in an action plan and resources to make things happen. Message me if you're interested in scheduling a discovery call. This has been the Pursuit of Purpose podcast presented by Austin Marketing. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. Head over to amyaustinmarketing.com for links and resources mentioned in today's show, as well as ways to subscribe and connect with Amy. Thanks for listening.